0: Amen. All right, church. Um, So for our brief meditation this evening, I'm not too sure how brief I'm going to keep it. Uh, However, let us turn to the Gospel of Luke chapter 19. And let us read verses verses 1 to 10. So, for our meditation this evening, Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. And I shall read it from the New King James Version. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now, behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich and he sought to see who Jesus was but could not because of the crowd for he was of short stature so he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was going to pass that way and when Jesus came to the place he looked up and saw him and said to him Zacchaeus make haste and come down for today I must stay at your house so he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord. Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, this is a very well known passage of Scripture. It's a simple story, it's a story we have heard many times. And yet, there are lessons for us tonight that we can learn from it. And I have titled this exhortation as Rise Above the Crowd. Rise Above the Crowd. So what are the lessons for us tonight? Number one, in verse three, we see this. Zacchaeus sought Jesus. The first lesson for us is this, Zacchaeus sought Jesus. In verse 3, we read that Zacchaeus sought to see who Jesus was. The word sought actually means to actively search for. So when Zacchaeus sought the Lord, he made an effort to actively search for to see who this Jesus was. Zacchaeus was proactive. If you were to use today's managerial uh, language, he didn't wait for Jesus to come looking for him. He had his issues. He was not a complete man. And he knew that Jesus could solve certain issues, but he did not wait for Jesus to come to him. He went after Jesus. He sought him out. Now maybe, just maybe, maybe Zacchaeus had heard of the teachings of Jesus. Maybe he had heard of his miracles. Maybe he had even witnessed a miracle. In fact, if you go to chapter 18, towards the end of chapter 18, you see that in the same town of Jericho, Jesus had just healed a blind man. In the book of Mark, he's given a name, Bartimaeus. So Jesus had just healed a blind man, Bartimaeus, in the same town of Jericho. And now, in that same place, Zacchaeus was seeking the Lord, was actively searching out the Lord. So that's the lesson for us. Today, the question is, where do you stand? Maybe you have heard of Jesus. I know a lot of us have heard of Jesus. But maybe there is somebody in our midst today who has just heard of Jesus. Maybe you have seen Jesus work miracles in someone's life. Maybe you yourself have experienced his healing power, or his restoring power. But the point is this. Today, are you actively seeking him out? Or are you just waiting and hoping that he will see your problem and seek you out? It doesn't work that way, brother and sister. In Mm -hmm. Revelation, we read, that he stands at the door and knocks. You see, Jesus is not one who would rush in if you don't want him. You need to seek him out. You need to actively seek him out. So that is lesson one for us. Zacchaeus sought the Lord. Today, is it a time for you and for I to seek the Lord? Lesson number two, Zacchaeus was masked by the crowd. Again, we see this in verse three. It states, verse three states that Zacchaeus could not see Jesus because of the crowd. And then it goes on to say that he was of short stature. But the verse itself states in verse three, he sought to see who Jesus was but could not see because of the crowd. Yes, we know that Zacchaeus was a short man in Sunday school and Friday school. We have sung songs to say that Zacchaeus was a short man. Yes, we know all of that. But the point is, those around him blocked his view of Jesus. The people around him were an obstacle for for Zacchaeus to see Jesus Jesus was there but Zacchaeus could not get to him because of the crowd because of the people around him whatever he tried to do normally he just couldn't get to Jesus and it was not because there wasn't a path it was he was being blocked by the crowd today Is that the position you are in? Are people around you obstructing your view of Jesus? Are people around you preventing you from seeing the real Jesus? Because lesson number one is you need to seek him out. Lesson number two is yes, there are people who will mask you, but you need to go beyond that. And that is our lesson number three which is there in verse four, Zacchaeus rose above the crowd. You see Zacchaeus knew that he had to do something different to see the real Jesus. He had to rise above the crowd to actually appreciate who this Jesus was. Zacchaeus might have looked silly An adult man climbing a tree like a little boy. But did that matter to Zacchaeus? Did it bother him? It didn't. Because he knew that he had to rise above the crowd. After all, it was Zacchaeus who was seeking the Lord. And he knew that people were obstructing him. So he decided that he needed to rise. And if he had to climb a tree and if he had to look silly doing that, so be it. He might have even become a laughing stock. Remember, he was a government officer. He was a tax collector. He was the chief tax collector. And it would have looked absolutely funny to see him, the tax collector, sitting on the branches of a tree. But did that bother Zacchaeus? I don't think so. Today, do you have something to do In order to rise above the crowd around you it doesn't matter who is blocking you it doesn't matter who's obstructing you you need to make an effort to rise above the crowd the crowd do you have to do something foolish or something that appears foolish in the eyes of men as you seek the Lord it doesn't matter do it do what you have to do to rise above the crowd, the objective is you need to get to Jesus. Zacchaeus rose above the crowd. Forget your stature. It doesn't matter whether you're actually short, physically or you're tall. Forget about all of that. Because each of us is actually short. Each of us is inadequate or each of us is even foolish in the eyes of those around us. Everybody around us often thinks that only he or she is the tall person while you are the short person. So Zacchaeus was not the only short person. In the eyes of many people, you are a short person. In the eyes of many people, I am a short person. So be it. All we need to do, rise about the script. Let them think what they want, but we... Need to rise above the crowd to see Jesus. Is there something that you have to do today to rise above that crowd? Forget about what people have said. Forget about the biases which people have tried to paint about the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to seek Him out. You need to rise above the crowd. You need to see Him for who He is. Lesson number four Zacchaeus was the focus of jesus attention that's there in verse five it's a crucial verse verse five is a crucial verse remember jesus had just healed the blind man blind bartimus and he was passing through jericho and if you go back to chapter 18 you will see that he had spoken to bartimus and after that there is no recorded conversation of jesus There was a crowd, Jesus was walking on that road, passing through Jericho, but there is no recorded conversation. The next conversation after Jesus' conversation with blind Bartimaeus is with Zacchaeus. So look at that. That's why I'm saying that verse 5 is a crucial verse because Jesus' attention was on Zacchaeus. He might have been a short man. He might have been obstructed by the crowd, but Jesus knew that he had to meet Zacchaeus that day. There were many people there, but Jesus chose to stop, to look up, and to speak to Zacchaeus. Today, Jesus is here to speak to you. What Jesus is going to speak to you, only Jesus can speak to you. I cannot speak that to you. Nobody else can speak that to you. And don't worry about the crowd. Don't worry about those around you. Jesus' focus is not on the person next to you. Jesus' focus is on you. He's not focusing on the person in front of you or the person beside you or the person behind you. But Jesus' focus, believe me, this evening Jesus focus is on you and as you sit on that branch waiting to see seeking out Jesus he is looking up at you his focus is you Jesus is interested in you as I said earlier you may be a mess but he has a message for you you may think that you are a victim but Jesus is here to make you a victor. question is how will you respond that is the whole issue because when we go to lesson number five we see how Zacchaeus responded okay lesson number five verse six Zacchaeus response was immediate In verse 6, we read that Zacchaeus made haste and came down. He didn't tarry. He jumped down. He made haste and came down. He responded to the call of Jesus immediately. When Jesus spoke to him, he said, yes, here I am. I'm coming down. You're the one I sought. I'm coming down. I'm not going to let this opportunity go by. He did not delay he did not make any excuses and the bible tells us that zacchaeus received the lord joyfully what about you today are you prepared to respond immediately to the call of jesus are you prepared to forsake your own agenda and follow the agenda of jesus All the grand plans that you have prepared are you willing to lay them down and take up the plan that Jesus has for your life now that is a question only you can answer and it was not only that Zacchaeus responded immediately but the next lesson lesson number six for us is this he boldly declared his intent. He boldly declared his intent. That's verse 8. In that verse, we see something that takes a lot of courage to say. See, he declared it loudly. He spoke it to the Lord, but there were people around him. They could hear him. Now remember, Zacchaeus was not a favorite among the crowd. He was a loathed person, nobody wanted him, nobody liked him, they called him a sinner. He was the chief tax collector. They probably wanted to see him being stepped upon. They probably wanted, uh, you know, uh, Jesus to say something which will make Zacchaeus look even more smaller. But what did Zacchaeus say there? That's where he declared his intent. In verse 8, he said, look, Lord. I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. Look at what he has said. That's his bold declaration of intent. The first thing he says is this. Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. He doesn't put a criteria there. There is no condition. The condition comes in the second one. If I have taken anything by false accusation, I restore fourfold. But the first part, half of what I have, I give away. That's what just the presence of Jesus in his house did to him. He sought Jesus. Jesus looked at him. Come down, and come coming to your house for tea. Look at the change in Zacchaeus. He made a public declaration and he knew that there was no going back. His reputation was at stake. Was there a real turnaround in his attitude? Or was it just a hypocritical declaration that Zacchaeus made? Jesus' statement in verse 9 was the confirmation that Zacchaeus' turnaround and salvation was real. Because what Jesus said then is this, today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. You can't cheat Jesus. So Jesus knew that the statement, the declaration of intent that Zacchaeus made was real and true. And Jesus confirmed or reaffirmed Zacchaeus statement so that's lesson number six Zacchaeus boldly declared his intent now today can Jesus make this statement of confirmation this statement of affirmation about you and me have we boldly declared our standing in the Lord do we show it seven days a week or just on Fridays or maybe on Monday evenings. I've said this in the past, I will repeat it. Reynard Bonke used to ask whether we are submarine Christians. Five days or six days of the week, we are at the bottom of the ocean, hiding from everybody. Not showing who we really are, but one day we surface. And is that one day, the Friday, when you are in the midst of other like-minded people? Or is our life a declaration of who Jesus really is in our life? That's what Zacchaeus did. He declared his intent. He declared to say who he was. So, is that, can Jesus affirm the same thing about me today? Can he affirm the same thing about you today? Are we seven days a week testifying of Jesus? Can people see Jesus in us seven days a week? Now, again, that's a question that only you can answer. And so we come to our seventh lesson lesson number seven Zacchaeus was restored to God verses nine and ten today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost We'll be closing in a few minutes but I want us to recognize the importance of what Jesus Christ said in these two verses Zacchaeus had sought the Lord the Lord had focused on Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus life was turned around and now the Lord declared the standing of Zacchaeus in the sight of God zacchaeus was no longer a sinner he was saved zacchaeus was no longer searching for god he had found the lord but there is something deeper in verse 10 and i want us to dwell on that for a moment now i don't know which version of the bible you are using but i want you to just read whatever version you are having I want you to read verse 10 to yourself. Now in many versions of the Bible, New King James Version, King James Version, the American Standard Bible, uh, you will see that it is written, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. In some of the newer versions, like the contemporary English version, uh, the NLT, the NIV, the verse is shortened a bit, and it says, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. In the message version, it is quoted, for the Son of Man came to find and restore the lost. Now, I am not here to debate on the accuracy or the differences in the different versions. But I want us to understand that this verse is based on what happened in the Garden of Eden as explained in Genesis chapter 3. Now, I will recollect for you. We are not going into those uh, verses, but let me just recollect uh, the story. In Genesis chapter 2, God created Adam and Eve. God created Adam first, and then He created Eve. And uh, Adam was, uh, you know, He said, "Wow, you know, flesh after my flesh, were bone after my bone." Went on like that. They were naked. That's what it says in, in, uh, in the, right at the end of uh, chapter two. Adam and Eve were there. God had created them, and they were naked. But they did not see themselves as naked. They were not ashamed. They didn't feel anything bad about uh, being naked. Why? How come? Simply because they were the image of God. Remember, God created them in his own image. That's what the Bible tells us. God created man in his own image. So Adam was the image of God. Eve was the image of God. Their clothing was the glory of God. That's all they could see. They were the image of God. So there was nothing to be ashamed because to be the image of God, you're right up there. But then, right at the beginning of Genesis chapter 3, Satan enters into the picture. He entices Eve to eat the forbidden fruit and Eve in turn encourages Adam to eat that same forbidden fruit. Now as soon as they had eaten the forbidden fruit, what happens? They saw themselves as naked. This is when they saw themselves as naked and then they went around looking for leaves to cover themselves. Why now suddenly did they see themselves naked? They they, they have been living like that for ages, they never saw themselves naked, why now suddenly? Simply because when they sinned, when they disobeyed God, when they did what God had told them not to do, the glory and the image of God left them and then their wretched self was revealed. You see when the glory of god goes when the image of god leaves you you are exposed for who you are and so adam saw eve as a wretched human form disobedient fallen sinner ashamed of her and eve saw adam the same way a wretched human form, disobedient, fallen sinner. So when Jesus says, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost, what did he mean? And when you recognize that you have repeatedly and constantly disobeyed god and his teachings and directions and then you repent and turn to god and ask for his forgiveness and receive him as your lord and master and savior that is when the process of the restoration of the image of god in you begins what was lost was the image and the glory of God in us. And that is what Jesus says, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And that is what is there in the message Bible as that which needs to be restored. Because what we lost was the image of God. What we lost was the glory of God. Because sin is dirty. Sin is wretched, and sin and God cannot be together. And so when Jesus said, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to, and to save that which was lost, yes, he was talking about you and me. I'm not uh, contesting the shortened version uh, of uh, what's written in different versions. But the overall picture is, Jesus said, you need to get back. The image of God you need to get back the glory of God and so when you come back into a relationship with Jesus Christ when you come back into a relationship with God the father the process of the restoration begins and that's what happened in the life of Zacchaeus you see when Jesus walked into the life of Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus confessed his sins he repented And he restituted jesus declared the restoration of zacchaeus jesus no longer saw him as a naked wretched person but now as one on whom the glory of god was returning and today that is precisely what god is telling you and me what jesus is telling you and me do you want to stand approved and accepted and restored in the sight of God do you desire to have the glory of God cover you do you want to be the image of God we have the answers from the lessons of Zacchaeus search for him seek him out Jesus is never so far away that he cannot be found in fact Jesus is walking by you he was walking through passing through Jericho and he was passing by the place where Zacchaeus was but Zacchaeus sought the Lord so Jesus is walking by you right now maybe there are many of us here maybe there are some of us here who already have A fantastic personal relationship with God. That's perfectly fine. and And God be glorified for that. But there are some of us here who are still seeking the Lord. Or some of us are putting it away. But like Zacchaeus, a day has to come when you seek the Lord. Maybe today is that day. Today is the day which is indeed a victory night. Today is the day when you are no longer a victim, but you are a victor. But how does that happen? Only when you seek him out. Only when you search out for Jesus. All you need to do is rise above the crowd. All you need to do is rise above the crowd. And I'm going to ask this to you right now if there is anyone here this night who wishes to confess his or her sins acknowledge them before God choose to repent accept that Jesus Christ died for you so that you may live and you decide to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord as your Savior and your master if you are that person who is seeking out the Lord, who is prepared to declare his intention right now, who is responding to the call of Jesus right now, wherever you are, you need to rise up and stand. It's not that I can look at you. It's not that others can look at you because many screens are closed. So we are not even worried about that you need to rise about the crowd you need to rise and stand and say god receive me zacchaeus did not have to do any hocus pocus zacchaeus did not have to walk on his head or shave his head or or pierce himself from left side to right side or front to back or whatever okay zacchaeus did not have to do any great uh, uh, you know sacrifice He just needed to seek the Lord and respond to the words of the Lord. So if that is you, wherever you are, you have an opportunity to stand and seek the Lord. I'm just going to give you a a minute. You can say what you want to the Lord. Just tell him that you accept him into your life. Tell him that you know that you are a sinner and your only way out is through Jesus Christ. Tell him that you want him in your life. Tell him that you want him to be your Lord, your Savior, your Master. Tell him that you don't want to go hurtling into destruction, but you are looking for something better. Zacchaeus sought the Lord. The Lord looked at him. Zacchaeus' life turned around. In a few minutes, we will bring this service to a close. But before that, I want us now as a church as a congregation wherever we are in the city outside the city outside the country i want us to unitedly pray for the following prayer points number one whatever be your needs please talk to god about it right now you need to seek the lord zacchaeus sought the lord tonight each of us needs to seek the Lord. The Lord is not so far away that he cannot hear or answer. Wherever we are, just open your mouths and seek the Lord. Tell him what, what, what are your needs. Tell him, tell him what are your needs. He who has answers, he will, he will talk to you. It's not about us. It's not about anybody around here. It's you and God. So that's our first prayer point. Church, pray. Church, pray. Talk to God right now. in jesus name we pray amen prayer point number two for tonight pray that you will rise above the crowd pray that you will not let others control your life pray that you will not look at the lord through the eyes of those around you but you will directly look at the lord for yourself Rise above the crowd. Rise above your circumstances. Rise above the rise above the situation around you. Just rise. Jump onto the branches and see the Lord. Do what Zacchaeus did. Church, go ahead and pray, and pray that you will rise above the crowd. You will not be one amongst the crowd. You will not be obstructed by the crowd, but you will rise above the crowd. Church, pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Prayer point number three. Let us pray right now as a corporate body, united in spirit, let us pray for a release from the limitations placed upon us due to this COVID-19 situation. Pray that the potency of this virus will diminish and that God will eradicate the effects of this virus. Just pray for the situation around us. No more COVID-19, that its effect will keep going down and down and down. It shall not rise up again. God shall eradicate the effects of this virus. Church, let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Wherever you are seated, just pray. We all know what's happening with this virus around us. We are not meant to be limited In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our final prayer point before I call on Pastor Francis to take over, our final prayer point is this. Let us pray for our job situations. God has just done a marvelous thing in the life of Pastor Dennis. We heard it. What he has done for Pastor Dennis, he can do for every one of us. Let us pray for our job situations. It was God who brought us into this land. It was God who gave us the jobs we have had. And so let us continue to trust God to sustain us in our jobs. And for those of us who have lost jobs or have lost salaries or have had significant pay cuts, let us ask God to restore unto us what is due unto us. Church, go ahead and pray. You know somebody, maybe if not you, you know somebody who is in that boat. Stand in the gap for them. Pray. Job situation. Financial situation. Thank you, Lord. And glory to you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Master Francis.